Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Monday, April 24th, and we start, as always, with local news. As of the 113th General Assembly, as it came to a close last week, Murray County legislators reflected on a turbulent session resulting in robust conversations about gun laws, enhanced school safety legislation, and the quickly infamous ousting of two Democrat legislators following their use of a bullhorn in the House chamber to address gun reform. Representative Scott Sapicki, along with other top Republicans, voiced his opposition to Governor Bill Lee's previous gun proposal, dubbed as a red flag law, that would require emergency removal of firearms from a supposedly dangerous person's possession. The proposal quickly fell flat with the Republican supermajority in the legislature. I do not support red flag laws that allow guns to be arbitrarily taken away from citizens, Representative Sapicki said. The decision should involve due process. The person accused should be able to appear in court to defend themselves. We need to look at how due process can take place and not strip constitutional rights, he said. Lee proposed legislation last Wednesday that would create a temporary mental health risk protection order, expanding an existing state code that would allow law enforcement to block certain individuals from legally possessing firearms for a temporary period. If they've been found to have threatened substantial uh, threatened substantial harm to themselves or others. The House Republican Caucus released a statement Wednesday that, quote, any red flag is a non-starter for House Republicans, referring to Lee's proposal with the colloquial term the governor later withdrew in an earlier statement. Representative Cap- Kip Capley of Summertown also opposed Lee's suggested emergency gun control proposal. The tragedy that occurred at Covenant was heartbreaking, and we must ensure that students are protected in their classrooms. That is why I was proud to support legislation earlier this month that includes significant funding to strengthen safety at public and private schools across our state, Capley said. As a strong supporter of the Second Amendment, I would oppose any red flag law in Tennessee, he added. Though Sapicki said he supports enhanced background checks and strengthening laws the state already has in place, gun control conversations in the legislature were sparked by the Covenant School shooting that killed six people, three children and three adults, at the private Nashville Christian School. We already have laws in place that can be looked at and strengthened, Representative Sapicki said. We need to look at the mental health component. The people who are doing these things, who look down the barrel and squeeze the trigger to shoot children, is a 100% mental health issue, he said. Sapicki also said the legislature needs to assess how violent individuals with mental health issues are slipping through the cracks of the system. We need to look at quicker referrals into mental health institutions like Pinewood Springs and enhance school safety. Let's not be reactionary, but let's continue improving and tweaking our laws, Sapicki said. We have to fix this. Referring to Democrats, Representatives Justin Jones of Nashville, Justin Pearson of Memphis, and Gloria Johnson of Knoxville, who raised their voices on the House floor in support of gun reform, some using a bullhorn, Representative Sapicki said issues are not going to get solved through them, quote, screaming at us. They haven't filed one bill addressing gun legislation, Sapicki said at at press time. They have a voice. There is process and procedure to file a bill. What do you want to do? The way you are effective is to propose an idea. You don't go to the well because you don't get your way, he said. 
the House expelled Jones and Pearson, while expelling Johnson failed by one vote. However, Jones and Pearson quickly won interim appointments back to the House. The three, praised by some for their actions to support stricter gun laws, are invited to visit the White House this week to talk to President Joe Biden. Two Murray County commissioners, Gabe Howard and Aaron Miller, and a Murray County Board of Education member were among a group of men and women turned away from the Murray County Republican Party meeting last Thursday night. The group were refused a vote in the reorganization of the party due to a lack of official credentials, according to several individuals involved. The party's annual reorganization meeting was held at the Ridley 4-H Center to choose a new executive committee, including chair and vice chair. Jerry Breidenbaugh was elected as the party's new chair against incumbent Debbie Matthews, while Lana Hines was elected vice chair. What a way to be treated when you've served your community faithfully, said Howard, who was elected along with Miller as a Republican in the August 2022 election. I got word at 4.30 this afternoon that there was a short list of folks that Murray County off-duty deputies were turning people away, he said. The building was rented in the name of an individual who is not an executive committee member rather than a county par- rather than the county party, and Howard said the individual used that information to keep those on the list from entering the building. The building is owned by the University of Tennessee. Miller said he was eventually allowed to enter the building and participate due to his active military service restricting his ability to vote. In order to be a bona fide member of the party, one of the qualifications is that is to have voted in three of the four previous primaries as a Republican, while another option is to be vouched for by another bona fide member of the party. According to one person who was ousted from the meeting, vouching was not an allowed method to earn voting privileges. Miller, Howard, and Laura Nutt, the education commissioner, all of whom were vouched for ahead of the 2022 election, were all elected as Republicans in August. Miller said a representative from the state executive committee informed him those vouchers were not recognized by the party because the county executive committee did not have proper authority. Miller stated that in an attempt to negate his status as an elected Republican, he and others have been labeled as libertarians attempting to take over the party. During the 5th District Congressional race, candidates Morgan Ortegas, Robbie Starbuck, and Baxter Lee were removed from the ballot for a similar reason, despite having been vouched for. A move Matthews claimed publicly on a number of occasions was against the party's rules. For them to say, I'm not a Republican, is pretty rich, Howard said. I was one primary short of meeting their definition of being bona fide. I spend hundreds of hours away from my four young boys serving this community with conservative values, and to be treated the way I was treated today is disgusting, he said. What they pulled tonight was voter suppression at its core, he said. On Friday, the Well Outreach held a ribbon-cutting for an expansion of their services into a seven-county initiative called Our Chance, which will help people out of poverty. WKOM WKRM's Delk Kennedy attended the event and got a chance to speak with leadership from the Well and Our Chance. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This afternoon I'm in Spring Hill. I'm at the Well Outreach. I think the Well has been around for several years now, and they have uh, really created a large footprint in this community, and uh, it's been delightful to see them grow and to help out people in need. I'm with Shelly Sasson, who's director of the Well. Good afternoon, Shelly. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Glad to be here. 
Now, you've got something new going here. This is a grand opening and ribbon cutting for our chance where dreams are built together. Tell me what that is. Well, basically, The Well has been a relief organization for 17 years, helping families with the gift of food when they're in a time of crisis. The Our Chance program, partnering with the Martha O'Brien Center and the Tennessee Alliance for Economic Mobility, enables The Well to change from being a relief organization to an organization that affects change to move families out of poverty. So what you've done in the past is provided primarily food to people in need, but now you're going to provide perhaps a way to get out of poverty and uh, have a better life. Yes, the well is the grant administrator for Murray County. This is a seven-county initiative, and our part of it is that we are the family coach arm of that. So as we walk alongside 75 local Murray County families, we will be providing a family coaching system and support that will enable families to pick their own goals to um, to try to move out of poverty, and we will be giving them access to transportation, child care, housing, education, and employment, once again partnering with the Mar- Martha O'Brien Center. Wow, unbelievable. And with the Martha O'Brien Center, we have Mariel Lavecchio. Mariel, good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right. Now, how does Martha O'Brien fit into this picture? Yeah, so Martha O'Brien Center is the oldest nonprofit in Nashville, and they've been working with families for many years, for over 100 years. They've sort of seen the same issues over and over with families, and they realized they wanted to do something different. They realized it wasn't the individual, but there was something going on in the system level. And that system level issue is the benefits cliff. So essentially, families lose access to public benefits when they increase their income. They abruptly lose those benefits, and their families in a worse financial situation. So families are really making the most fiscally responsible decision for them, but they're not able to move forward. So the Martha O'Brien Center has been partnering with a great number of organizations. We have this Tennessee Alliance for Economic Mobility. We are 32 partners across seven counties, and we're all working collaboratively in this Our Chance Tennessee initiative to support families in moving beyond the benefits cliff. So we're working diligently over the next two and a half years to demonstrate that when families have the incentive to move forward, that they well. Well, tell me how that works. What's the partnership between you and the well look like? Sure. So the Martha O'Brien Center is working under the Tennessee Department of Human Services. We are the Tennessee Alliance for Economic Mobility. There's a backbone team at the Martha O'Brien Center. It has about 15 staff members. Then there's partners all across the seven counties that are actually administering the grant, like Shelley mentioned. They're working directly with families. They're providing coaching, financial counseling, customized resources. So we are the coordinator and the convener, and we support uh, all this incredible staff. It's about 70 folks across the seven counties in supporting families and achieving their dreams. There we go. Now, Shelly Sasson, director of The Well, uh, where can people go to get more information? Certainly. Well, you can always stop by The Well. We have two full-time family coaches. Um, We have our Our Chance building right next to our 5306 Main Street location. Um, So guests and families in need that are trying to make a change in their life can come to our Our Chance uh, building, or they can also come to The Well. Um, And there's additional information on our website at springhillwell.org. And this doesn't happen without public support. Where can people go to help support? Well, the well always needs support, um, and we need support in three different ways, either through food support, financial gifts, or by volunteering. And so even with this program, this is a program trying to affect change in our community, and so we're, we're glad to be able to partner with all of our community on this. Okay. Marielle, what if people want to help out with uh, the statewide effort? 
led by the Martha O'Brien Center. I would just say start at our uh, website, ourchancetn.org. That's where families can get started. They'll then get connected to the well directly and other partners across the seven counties. But I think part of what we're asking is for people to be talking about this initiative, start talking to folks talk about the fact that this isn't about entitlement it is truly about families with doing what's best for them what is most fiscally responsible and i think if we can start to change that narrative and have these conversations more and more people will be aware of this issue wow wow again del kennedy front porch radio this afternoon i'm at the well in downtown spring hill where they are having a grand opening and ribbon cutting for our chance it's called it's a new program uh that not only helps out people in in poverty, but it helps them move from poverty, and it's very exciting, and you can see the excitement with this crowd this afternoon. I've been speaking with Shelly Sasson, the director of the Well Outreach, and with Marielle Lavicchio, who is with the uh, Martha O'Brien Center in Nashville and partnering with the Well on this project. Congratulations, folks. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. First Farmers and Merchants Corporation, the holding company for First Farmers and Merchants Bank, reported to shareholders elected reported that shareholders elected a slate of 10 directors and ratified the selection of Plant and Moran PLLC as the company's independent registered public accounting firm for the fiscal year ending December 31st of 2023. In comments made at the annual meeting of shareholders, Brian K. Williams, First Farmers chairman and CEO said, First Farmers achieved the highest level of earnings in our 113-year history, and I want to thank all of our team members for their contributions in reaching this milestone. Our team is passionate about our mission and values as a community banking partner, and we look forward to continued progress in 2023. We are also pleased to announce the addition of Dr. Krista S. Martin and W. Eric Mayberry as new members of First Farmers Board of Directors. They add an additional depth of experience to our board of directors, along with their close connections to the markets we serve. We look forward to their counsel and expertise in shaping the strategic direction of our company in the future, he said. Dr. Martin serves as the assistant to the president for access and diversity for Columbia State Community College. She is past vice mayor of the city of Columbia and the first African-American woman elected to that position. She is the recipient of numerous awards, including Nashville Business Journal Women of Influence Trailblazer Award, Middle Tennessee State University Unity Award, President's Medal from Columbia State Community College, Murray County NAACP President's Award, and League of Innovation and Excellence in Community Colleges. She holds a Doctor of Higher Educational Leadership from Nova Southeastern University, a Master of Science from Middle Tennessee State University, and a Bachelor's Degree from Middle Tennessee State University. Mr. Mayberry is the ninth president of the Tennessee Farm Bureau Federation, the nation's largest state farm bureau. He guides its board of directors and works with county, district, state, and national leadership, partners in the agricultural industry, lawmakers, and other decision makers to ensure agriculture remains prosperous in Tennessee. He previously served as vice president of Farm Bureau and was past president of the Humphreys County Farm Bureau Board of Directors. Mr. Mayberry operates a full-time farming operation in Humphreys County, Tennessee, raising corn, soybeans, and beef cattle on more than 1,000 acres. Shareholders also re-elected the eight incumbent directors of First Farmers and Merchants Corporation for a one-year term, including Jeffrey L. Aiken, Deputy Commissioner, Tennessee Department of Agriculture, Jonathan M. Edwards, President and CEO of Edwards Oil Company, E. Marley Mitchell, a partner in Holland and Knight, LLP, Jeffrey L. Panel, CEO of Tennessee Farmers Insurance Companies, 
Richard C. Perko, president and CEO of Lee Company, H. Allen Watson, retired CEO of Murray Regional Health, Brian K. Williams, chairman and CEO of the company, and Gina B. Wolf, co-owner of Wolf Enterprises. First Farmers and Merchants Corporation is the holding company for First Farmers and Merchants Bank, a community bank serving the Middle Tennessee area through 22 offices in seven Middle Tennessee counties. As of December 31st of 2022, First Farmers reported total assets of approximately $1.9 billion, total shareholders' equity of approximately $97 million, and administered true trust assets of $5.7 billion. For more information about First Farmers, you can visit their website at www.myfirstfarmers.com. Columbia State Community College's Department of Music will present its spring concert on April 27th at 1 p.m. in the Cherry Theater in the Columbia campus. Please come and enjoy some great music, said Holly Schultz, Columbia State music instructor. We are doing a mix of music styles, but we are sure, for sure singing some folk songs and a few musicals. The students have grown so much in the last year, and they are excited to perform, she said. Columbia State Choir students and students from the music studies of Dr. Mark Lee, Dr. Daryl Miller, Christine Poitras, and Schultz will come together to perform in the upcoming concert. There will be performances from the choir, private voice students, a flute student, the jazz ensemble, and piano duets from both private piano lessons and the group piano class. A few pieces will be performed are numbers from musicals such as Wicked, Beauty and the Beast, Newsies, and others. In addition, the choir will perform many pieces such as a medley from The Phantom of the Opera by Andrew Lloyd Webber and a folk medley called I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy by R. Hunter. Musicians will include Alex Laguna, Gary Kramer, Daniel Holbrook, Tyler Cochran, and more. The concert is free and open to the public. The Cherry Theater is in the Wayman L. Hickman Building on the Columbia campus, located at 1665 Hampshire Pike. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Nancy Carolyn Fitzgerald Jarrett, 75, an employee of School Nutrition Department of Murray County Public School System and a resident of Columbia, died Friday, April 21st at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mrs. Jarrett will be conducted on Monday at 3 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Cave Springs Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Monday from 1 p.m. until service time at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and integrity for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. 
For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have partly cloudy skies today and a high of 63 degrees. Winds will be out of the north-northeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect clear skies early, followed by cloudy skies overnight. The low will be 36 degrees. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners have the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm your host, Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Nashville's council is days away from its final vote on what could be the most consequential deal in the city's history, a proposal to build a new and close $2.1 billion Tennessee Titans stadium on Metro-owned East Bank land poised for redevelopment. The team, Nashville Mayor John Cooper's administration and state legislators have negotiated the deal's general outline for at least a year. Final documents and details were released to council members and the public over the past several weeks. The Titans and the NFL would contribute $840 million in private financing to the new stadium's construction. The state of Tennessee would contribute $500 million in bonds. And Nashville would shoulder $760 million in revenue bonds to be paid using diverted sales taxes from transactions in and around the new stadium. The council and state previously authorized a 1% hotel tax increase to help pay for the facility, which is expected to bring in more than $10 million annually and will go into effect if and when the finalized deal receives council approval. Should council members approve the deal Tuesday, the city and state's combined $1.26 billion contribution will mark the highest public subsidy for a stadium in NFL history. Cooper's administration has marketed the proposal as an escape from Nashville's current financial obligations in its 1996 lease with the team. Cooper says the deal would shift Nissan Stadium upgrade and maintenance costs to taxes paid by tourists instead of Nashville property taxpayers and allow Metro to untether about 66 acres of current stadium parking lots for use in the city's new East Bank vision plan. The Titans would foot the bill for upkeep and not covered by tax diversions and other revenue streams. The stadium deal relieves an enormous taxpayer burden and puts Metro in a stronger position to invest in fundamental neighborhood priorities, rather than putting good money towards a deteriorating stadium, Cooper spokesperson T.J. Ducklow said on Thursday. Union-backed community groups and about a quarter of the city's council opposed the deal, citing opportunity costs and the unknown cost of developing dozens of acres of surrounding Metro-owned land that the stadium financing plan will partially rely on to bring in sales tax dollars for maintenance and upgrades. The deal, according to Metro Projections, will restrict nearly $3 billion in projected hotel and sales tax revenue to the stadium-related uses over the new facility's 30-year lease. It's too large of a subsidy with not enough benefit for Nashville. At-large council member Bob Mendez, a consistent critic of the deal, wrote in a 10-page February memo detailing his reasoning for rejecting the agreement. Council members voted 25 to 11 to advance the deal on April 18th after approving several changes backed by the Titans and Cooper's administration, leaving Tuesday's vote as the final hurdle. The Metro Nashville Sports Authority Board, which would ultimately issue the local revenue bonds, approved the proposal earlier this month. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Three, two, one. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10 Ten Pin Alley. It's where the good times roll. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Country music superstar Brad Paisley will headline the Let Freedom Sing Music City 4th of July celebration presented by Dr. Pepper. The Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation announced last week the downtown event will present one of the country's largest 4th of July fireworks show, which will be synchronized to live music from the Grammy-winning Nashville Symphony and will feature charitable partner The Store. A free Amazon Family Fun Zone will include inflatables and live music. The concert and fireworks show are free and open to the public. This is the second time Paisley will headline Let Freedom Sing with his last appearance in 2021. Paisley will be joined by The War and Treaty, singer-songwriter Langhorn Slim, and rising country artist Tiara Kennedy, who will also perform the national anthem. The event has regularly drawn more than 200,000 attendees and a record-breaking 350,000 in 2021. Last year, Let Freedom Sing generated $11 million in estimated direct visitor spending and an estimated 250000 to 300000 in attendance. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.